1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. This is Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince Taglivia. I am here with my wonderful co-host, my true, my uh, partner in truth, Andrea Kreft. We are just two average Joes, or one average Joe, one average Jane. From the United States, we go over the news and events in the morning to share it with the Redfield family to kick off our days. Started out with a little bit of information and conversation, keep y'all entertained, start the conversations, and move into the rest of our days. It is a beautiful day to be alive, September 22nd, 2022. Summer is officially over. <laughs> I know, I need this good weather I, you know, every sunny day I'm out there trying to get the most of it in between uh, the recording and the all this stuff uh, and I think that despite the world being in the condition it is which is World War 3 scandemic uh, just financial chaos financial downturn uh, potential starvation this winter, all these terrible, terrible things that we could see that a lot of people can't. I think it's very important to find your balance, take care of your mental health, take care of your physical health, unplug if you need to, which is, it's okay. Enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, enjoy the things that you have. Um, and just, uh, take a moment, enjoy the moment. And I want to really emphasize that. Uh, It's very important just to stay grounded and uh, healthy and okay through these terrible, terrible times. Because I think, let's just say everything started going right starting today, meaning um, whatever that may mean to you. Um, You know, justice is served and everything righteous goes the right way. I think that we're still going to have a very difficult winter maybe for a year or two or more to come. Even if we started fixing things right now, I think we're in such a state that that build building back is going to be difficult and it's not going to be maybe as terrible for everybody here in the States as it might be for people over in Europe, which is evident right now. People are without power as we speak in many parts of the world, but it very well could happen here and it's domino effect. It could happen globally. So keep that in mind, prepare for the worst, hope for the best, enjoy the moment. And, uh, just keep that in mind. I wanted to share that. Andrea, Andrea, thank you for joining me. How are you doing?
2: Of course I am good. It is fall. I love fall. I love, I'm not ready for summer to be over though. I still have vegetables that I need to have produce fruit. did
1: Did you see the, uh, pumpkins that channa pulled out of her garden no they're perfect
2: i have pumpkins and they were late bloomers this year for whatever reason i put them in the ground and they just didn't grow it didn't grow it didn't grow it didn't grow and we fertilized the heck out of them and they still wouldn't grow and i'm like are you ever gonna do anything and then all of a sudden they like exploded and they decided (laughs) okay it's time to grow now i'm like wait a minute and so (laughs) we've got pumpkin vines everywhere yeah let me do that. and so far we have one pumpkin and it's about this big so far and it's still very 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 green <laughs> so i'm like i really hope you ripen before i before it freezes but for us it's um you know i still have my zucchini plant that is producing i still have beans that i need to produce i've got a spaghetti squash So for me, it's like – and we've got our greenhouse, and most everything in our greenhouse has died off, but we haven't taken it down or moved it yet. And so it's kind of just watch the weather for a while, and then once it starts dipping down, then we can move the – but I'm trying to – while the weather is still nice, leave the greenhouse off of it because I want the bees to pollinate the flowers. Oh, yeah. Because without that – so, you know, it's going to be – Quite a process for for moving our greenhouse over the top of our existing plants. So I'll see how it goes. But yeah. I've done,
1: I spent a lot of time digging in the dirt this summer and it's been nice. It's been nice.
2: We Uh, unfortunately got a late start on our garden because of moving this year and we were moving at the time that we should have been planting.
1: (laughs) Next year, I want to get some bees. That's what I want.
2: Um, it's difficult getting bees where I'm at because we have to, so a lot of people here in Montana get their bees from California. They get them from yeah. the almond orchards and they get them over the summer and then have to send them back. And I haven't really looked into that process a whole lot, but I would imagine that transportation is fairly expensive. And I live yeah. in town. So sure.
1: I could imagine it's not
2: free. I was thinking about taking care of all my neighbors with some, you know, Africanized killer honeybees, but I'm just joking, I'm not really planning on that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I would love to I would love to have bees. I I would love to be able to have my fresh my own fresh honey and stuff. Yeah. Heck
1: yeah. But, that's a good bargaining chip right there. I'm not right, we are gonna
2: get rabbits though, so we oh, will have to
1: that. Oh, that's awesome. Just I mean you're I don't have to tell you I'm preaching to the choir. Look, we could talk about survival this whole thing and the thing with rabbits is you could have starvation if you only eat rabbits because they don't have fat right but they are a very great source of protein. right
2: They're very lean. So if you're looking to you know looking for lean protein sources, rabbit is definitely the way to go but one of the things that I want to learn how to do too is tan hides.
1: Oh that'd be awesome.
2: So yeah, I, we're looking at the different kinds of rabbits. I gotta to build a. In.
1: I gotta build a smoker and get my hands on some salmon. Ooh. Maybe I'll have to send I, you. A I care don't package. like salmon unless it's
2: smoked.
1: I'll have to send you a care yeah. package once I get stocked up and, and if I'm not starving, and have a right. <laughs> I'll trade you. Hey, we can
2: trade. You send me some smoked salmon, yeah. and I'll send you some rabbits. <laughs> I'm down. I'll put and maybe in, some fuzzy mittens.
1: I'll put, it, <laughs> I'll put that in the slow cooker. Hey, anyway, you guys, we don't just want to hear all the doom and gloom and the, the terrible things of the day. We want to hear uh, the things that make life beautiful. So if you want to share those kinds of things, including the news or memes or anything, go over to our private social network for the Red Pill Project designed for us, the Red Pill family, at socialredpill.com. Sign up for free. Or you could sign up for a subscription package to support everything we do. But the free package gives you 99% of everything there. Join us. It's, you know, post your garden, post your thoughts on things, post your poetry, whatever you want. It's a great community, and we love to see every type of person there. I don't care uh, who you are, what you do, what you're into. Uh, everybody's welcome. So please uh, say hello. And Joshua Reads, there, we're there. You can send us messages. It's a good time. We look forward to seeing you there. And thank you to everybody who's joined recently yeah. it's great i'm seeing a lot of new faces and the old familiar faces we love you too it's a good time yeah. I, i'm there constantly throughout the day and there's a lot of good yeah stuff. And we
2: can share and share funny stuff on there too there's a lot of people that share memes and there we got the a couple there, people I don't that that's pretty much the majority of what they do and i you know i appreciate that it's not <laughs> just doom well, and gloom and news and stuff you know we need to laugh and we need to remember that there's more to life than just this terrible, these terrible atrocities that are happening in our world. You know, yesterday I had a great reminder that I went to the library in my little town and I checked out some books and I, I sank myself into a book yesterday and I was like, man, I forgot how much I enjoy reading just for the simple entertainment of reading a book. So, you know. Definitely, there's more to life than that. And the Social Red Pill is a great place to go to just kind of unwind and not have to worry about the censorship and the garbage that's out there. And Absolutely. All
1: right. Well, let's get into it. We are going to start with finance as usual, everybody. Uh, Everybody's favorite topic. We like to just give it a little uh, honorary mention. And so let's do that. Let's see here. Let me give a little share action. Uh, here we go. The SP 500 is down 1%. The Dow is down half a percent. NASDAQ down over 1.5%. Uh, crude oil is at $83.45, up 0.61%. Gold is $1,677. And silver is $19.46. <laughs> um, and Bitcoin is at $18,893 for those uh, crypto people out there. Um, the Biden economy. Jobs are next. Jerome Powell warns unemployment rate will rise with the rising rates. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm terrible share. There we go. Um, yeah, so this isn't good. We're going to see more unemployment and, you know, things are going to have to get worse before they get better. Yeah.
2: Um, I did find it interesting that they're finally coming out and saying this now, though, you know, before they're like Biden's it's only
1: up an inch, you know,
2: it's like, come on.
1: You know, we have been anticipating this for a while. What year, year, two years. Anyway, it's, they've been in denial with the fake news, just touting lies. Mm -hmm. But, uh, finally they've caught up with themselves and the market's reacting. Um, more rationally and not just going up, 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 up in this massive bubble with all the pumping of money. Um, So things are going to get rough. Uh, Inflation's going to get worse. Um, I guess I like the the, uh, idea that, you know, prices aren't going up, the dollar value is going down, but I guess the dollar is pretty strong. So maybe, you know, I really, I'm not an economist. I don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but I know that there's something along those lines is the case. Um, The dollar is somehow holding on for now. But against right. against the BRICS nations and their gold black gold backed currencies, ugh, I, it's not even I think there's no contest.
2: You know, it's going to be one of those things I think where well, the BRICS nations are just getting started. But once they really start going forward and you start to see because it's very new right now, but once you start to see the effects of that taking place, then that's when the dollar is going to be affected. You know, I think right now the dollar is still the global currency, but the BRICS nations are working on making that not true. So the only thing that's holding the value of our dollar is the value that other nations are putting on it. Once that goes away and once they realize that there's an alternative out there, there's most likely going to be more people to join the BRICS nations, you know, and, um, we're seeing this transition we're in this transition we've talked about this a lot but you know going back to the whole job thing too mm-hmm. if if jerome powell is saying it's going to affect jobs yeah take whatever number he's going to throw out there and multiply it by at least <laughs> factor of three if not more yeah it's going to be worse than you know i, I suspect that a lot of people are going to lose their jobs And that's the unfortunate part, you know, but if you have been watching us and watching other alternative news sources, then you should be somewhat prepared for it. I mean, can we all be fully prepared? No, but you know, hopefully you're somewhat prepared for it and expecting it. And you've positioned yourself in such a way that you can survive these turbulent times.
1: Absolutely. Survival is the goal. My main goal too. Yeah. Um, a little bit on the uh, the home situation, the markets surrounding houses. Luxury home purchases plummet 28%, the biggest drop on record, according mm-hmm. to Redfin. So the yep. rich people are not buying their luxury homes. 28% dip. That's a big chunk of money. And right now, according to Freddie Mac... The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage average is 6.29%. And we can expect that to increase by next year. Yep. Before next
2: year. Yeah. Prices, you know, or interest rates are going to increase. Housing prices are going to decrease. And um, it's going to be much harder for people to buy and sell their homes. I will
1: say, though in anticipation of what I hope the future to be, which is things go on an upswing and we have peace and prosperity and, um, success and wealth for not just America and each other, but for the world. Um, mm-hmm. while things get cheap and if you have a nest egg, you know, maybe you have a few hundred thousand dollars cash laying around, scoop up those cheap properties, scoop up those, uh, condos, whatever you do, you know, whatever you're into, pick it up while it's cheap. I don't know how low it's going to go, but, uh, the people successful in the industry of buying and selling property and houses, they say Mm -hmm. it's always a good time to buy real estate. So take advantage of it if you are able to, and don't be a victim of these terrible, terrible times. Uh, I will plug real quick. Um, one of our sponsors, uh, and friends, dr kirk elliott if you guys are interested in exploring purchasing gold and silver directly uh, getting it sent to your doorstep or converting an ira or 401k to gold you could talk to dr kirk elliott's team for free and get a free consultation if you go to getgoldtoday.com see what investment is right for you uh thank you everybody let's jump into some u.s news that's all we got for finance if you guys have uh Comments and or whatever, please uh, head to the live chats, or you could leave them on Rumble after the fact, and we will go back and check those out. So thank you for everybody who's doing that. And while you're there, hit that plus hit that plus button over on Rumble. We greatly appreciate that. And uh, any donations you guys give through DLive, Rumble and Pilled while we're doing this, we will do our best to acknowledge them during the live show and those do help us continue keeping keeping the ball rolling so we appreciate all of that continuous support from all of you guys thank you so much thank
2: you
1: all right let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the U.S. Biden had a little bit to say I'll start with this one and I'll pass the baton off to you right baton I mean uh, Biden says nuclear war cannot be won U.S. ready to negotiate arms treaties and this is it, he says a nuclear war cannot be won and must never be fought and this is what he told the UN General Assembly yesterday um, as he took aim at Moscow for making irresponsible nuclear threats, quote, the United States is ready to pursue critical armed control measures, said the President who also vowed that Washington will not allow Tehran to obtain atomic weapons so I think that's just in my opinion kind of like some talk it doesn't mean anything really
2: but. No, I don't think it means anything either. They're trying to paint the the picture that Russia is the bad guy. So
1: Yeah. What do we got here? I don't I
2: take everything that Biden says with um I would say a grain of salt, but let's say more like a, a chunk of salt.
1: Yeah, like that really big salt they put on pretzels.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. So we've got two stories. I'm that are that kind of go together. Mm -hmm. So exclusive Ted Cruz caves to Democrat Amy Klobuchar on media cartel bill. So Senator Ted Cruz has caved to Democrats on legislation that would allow media organizations to create a formal, to create formal cartels to negotiate with big tech companies, several congressional aides and others familiar with the process told Breitbart news on Wednesday. Of course it goes on. It talks a lot about this, about his, How he has no response for this Um, Breitbart reached out to him, they got no comments, and so it doesn't really talk about a whole lot other than the fact that they received no response from him or his office or any of his aides they're basically like they basically came out and said Senator Ted Cruz supports um, Americans free speech in the First Amendment like okay. So the next article that I found is is Tom Cotton. Conservatives should oppose media cartel bill that will lead to more censorship. So Senator Tom Cotton, uh, Republican of Arkansas, said on Wednesday, I believe that's Arkansas, said on Wednesday that conservatives should oppose the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act, JCPA, because it will lead to more censorship. The Journalism Competition and Protection Act lets the media form a cartel to negotiate with big tech. Conservatives should oppose special treatment for favored industries and the cartel will lead to more censorship. Republicans should vote no. And so I was asking myself, what exactly is this? And it says the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act, despite its moniker, would create an antitrust exemption for the media industry, allowing media conglomerates to negotiate with big tech platforms more favorable advertising agreements so what does this mean sounds innocuous at the front but what they can do is so let's say NBC wants to throw ads on Twitter they can go to Twitter you know or um, when it comes to advertising Mm -hmm. they can say well I'm going to negotiate this rate for you if you do this So if you censor, you know, this kind of content, then you can get this rate. If you refuse to censor, then you're going to get this kind of rate.
1: It's kind of like combining your social credit score in with your deals you get for advertising. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yep. So it says, during one Senate Judiciary Committee, we quoted Bakari's Breitbart News article detailing how the JCPA would be exploited to censor free speech. These, quote, these self-appointed mainstream and left-wing media cartels are allowed to exclude based on the usual, totally subjective factors they always do, such as trustworthiness, fake news, extremism, misinformation, hate speech, conspiracy, correction policy, expertise, and authoritativeness. Mm. Lee also said that the JCPA would likely violate the Constitution by compelling speech and could serve as an obamacare for the free pep press when you boil it all down the jcpa is just a way to transfer wealth from a politically disfavored group to a politically favored one under the guise of supposedly improving competition lee a conservative who opposes the bill set wow. and that's really what it does yeah. it's you're going to negotiate a better price to censor a speech than you are for those who don't censor and so what are they going to do everybody it's all about the bottom dollar and so they're going to say okay well i'll censor if it gets me a better rate and i can make more money so
1: yeah it definitely helps them control the narrative Mm -hmm. and it's like it encourages self-censorship and this weird culture of lies because
2: you look at it, it's like, it, it could literally, and I'm just using this as a, an off the cuff example, like a dollar an ad versus $10 an ad.
1: Yeah. It's going to stifle the voices that they don't want to promote. Say, Oh yeah, we'll promote you, but it'll be just way overpriced or in comparison to what other people are paying overpriced. You'll have less of yeah. less of your budget. will be able to um,
2: go be... as far as it would yeah. otherwise.
1: Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, wow. Disgusting.
2: Yeah, and this is the way they try to frame all of this, so you only get one side.
1: We'll have to keep our eye on it. They're gonna go for it. Wow, we yeah. are we are living and right in the thick of Wonderland. Yep. All right, they can't win if they don't cheat. House Democrats vote to give aliens the right to vote in unanimous vote. How do you like that?
2: I don't, why the federal government is even involving itself in elections to begin with is beyond me, because it was never supposed to be federalized. Huh. It's up to the states to um, determine what their voting laws are.
1: Uh, yeah, today illegals, tomorrow Democrats. They can't win if they don't cheat. I don't know if this is necessarily true. Uh, I think there are some illegal aliens that, um, you know, if they're not complete criminals, crooks, drug dealers, murderers, cartel members, terrorists, or things of that nature, if they're just normal, everyday people trying to live their lives, these kinds of illegals, then um, they're probably going to not be Democrats, actually. (laughs) I think some of them tend to be Republican. Anyway. um, House Judiciary Committee Democrats voted to support non-citizens the right to vote in our elections. Whoa. Uh, They want open elections to match their open borders. They truly hate this country. And here it is in H.R. 8770, an amendment to that. It says, quote, to permit any non-citizen to vote in a federal election or to encourage or require a state or political subdivision to permit any non-citizen to vote in a state or local election.
2: So it's a little misleading in the fact that this was to this bill was presented mm-hmm. to be voted on to prevent oh. illegals from voting in our elections. oh they
1: always do that they flip it
2: yeah and this is exactly what it, what it was is they voted no on this bill which is in support of illegals voting in our election
1: oh they always do that it's so sick they can't play a fair game that's no. just the way it is nope Uh, Trump, quote, The left needs non-citizens to vote. They can't win on the issues with American voters. In November, Ohio has the opportunity to stop this destructive campaign. The citizenship voting requirement amendment will ensure only a U.S. citizen is entitled to vote at all elections. So, there we have it. (laughs) This is, how is this even lawful to begin with, to even propose?
2: Oh, it's Imagine absolutely that. not Well, you know, it's kind of like these illegals that were flown into Martha's Vineyard and then moved out. Yeah, or they're now or, suing DeSantis. Those illegals are suing DeSantis yes. for violating their 4th and 14th Amendment rights. And I I go I saw that and I go, "Wait a minute, they don't have any Same. constitutional rights because they are not American citizens." You're
1: absolutely right. You know a uh, on Twitter said that in response to one of these news agencies talking mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and her shit went viral. Everyone's like, how could you say they don't have constitutional rights? Look, they're not citizens under our constitution. That's it. And that's that plain and dry. It's not racist. It's not this. It's not that. It's just a cold, hard fact. And I'm glad you brought it up because it's true. Um, well, here's
2: the other thing you need to remember too, is an American citizen. If you go to another country like Brittany Griner. And you break oh, their laws, which just, you do not have any constitutional rights. Who is she?
1: Just for the people who may not remember. So
2: she is the basketball player?
1: Yeah. Dude, women's basketball The
2: transgender player. that.
1: <laughs> the man who plays in the women's basketball. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that she ended up taking uh, cannabis oil to Russia with her for some game that they were playing over there. Got caught with it and got thrown in Russian jail. They put her through trial and now she's serving like nine or 10 years in a Russian prison for uh, transporting an illegal substance into their country. And she's sitting there complaining about her, her civil rights, her constitutional civil rights. I'm like, you're in Russia. That does not apply there. Your constitutional rights only apply to Americans on American soil.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize what we have here. (laughs) they think that this is all just terrible my life's terrible oh my god this
2: country's so racist and i don't want to hear the national anthem because it's racist okay so go to russia it's
1: like the only (laughs) reason you could say stupid things like that is because of the freedom allowed to you in this beautiful wonderful country that you're trying to destroy so you know you should thank this country to allow you to be so stupid um,
2: yeah exactly and i agree <laughs> screw her she hated america <laughs> she did and it's actually screw him because yeah. he is a dude male and persona. you know what here's the funny part is he is in a men's prison yeah. in russia because <laughs> oh. russia doesn't recognize his transgenderism
1: yeah they see the ball bag and they say you're male it's just the way they do it in that culture, which <laughs> makes sense. You have a bad
2: fall, so you're not going to the women's prison. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> no pun intended. Basketball. Um, <laughs> I want to take a second here real quick and thank our friend Maggie May over there on the Foxhole app. Um, Pilled.net, where we stream all of our shows. Uh, they donated a cookie. Which, uh, thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate the cookie. Yeah. We will put that in a safe place. All right. Man, what Wonderland shit show this is. Yeah. Uh, hey, and just a reminder, you guys um, today is Thursday, and that means that it is Friday Eve. And so tomorrow we have our special Friday edition of Morning Coffee where we really let loose, and uh, we do cover the news, and if anything's breaking, we will cover it, but we're going to laugh the entire way through, we're going to look at the funny stuff, and uh, we're going to have our Friday Funnies segment throughout our show, so please tune in tomorrow morning, catch that Friday Funnies edition of Morning Coffee as we get into the weekend, start unwinding, chilling out, and just... Trying to relieve some stress and not get too much in our heads or take things too seriously, even though we all know things are very, very serious. But I think we got to find that balance, so that's why we do it. Yep. Anyway, for
2: sure.
1: I just wanted to take a little tangent there.
2: Definitely.
1: Holy smokes. Well, did you hear
2: that they finally have identified the FBI whistleblower that came public? Yeah. Yeah. His uh, name is Agent Steve Friend. He finally goes public, uh, exposed the disgusting FBI lies and unprecedented attacks on conservative Americans. (laughs) Uh, And there's a little three-minute video. Do you want to play that, Vince? Yeah. Okay. And then we can move on from there because it pretty much sums up everything.
1: A whistleblower from within the FBI recently revealed that the Biden administration is manipulating the way January 6th case files are maintained. The goal of this is to create the illusion, the false sense that there is a tidal wave of right-wing domestic terrorism all over the country. But it's a lie, because there isn't. Miranda Devine of the New York Post has identified this FBI whistleblower and spoken directly to him. She joins us tonight. Miranda, thanks so much for coming on. What did you learn?
3: Thanks, Tucker. Well, I learned that Stephen Friend, FBI special agent still serving, who was suspended on Monday, is an American hero. Uh, You know, he had the dream job. He's been with the FBI for 12 years. He's a SWAT team member, but he just could not live with his conscience after he was dragged off these very important child um, porn, child exploitation, human trafficking investigations that he was working on and put on these really bogus January 6 cases that just serve to, uh, I guess, back up the rhetoric that we're hearing from the White House that domestic terrorism is the the worst uh, threat to America um, since the Civil War. And so uh, he could see from on the ground how the FBI, Washington Field Office, was manipulating these cases to try and uh, expand and pretend that the, the problem was bigger than it was. And he also uh, didn't want to participate in SWAT raids on um, people who had just, uh, were being, you know, accused of misdemeanours at worst, uh, innocent American citizens. And, uh, you know, they were being told to investigate people who hadn't even gone to Washington, D.C. that day. In one case, a man had been at his son's funeral that day, uh, yet he had FBI agents knocking on his door. People were being surveilled. Um, This is just such an abuse of their civil rights. And Steve Friend stood up and said, I will not do this. He did everything the right way. He complained to his uh, all his supervisors. He told them what FBI rules were being violated and what policies were not being followed and what constitutional rights of American citizens were being abused. And he was ignored. He was threatened. And he's now, this afternoon, filed a whistleblower complaint with the Inspector General, Michael Horowitz. Um, and he's also been talking to Senator Chuck Grassley and some of the Republicans uh, about his complaints. And he um, is there. You see his photograph online 37 year old man father of two young children uh, it took a lot of courage to do this at great risk to himself and uh, blowing up a career he loved
1: it, it's it's baffling that he's the one being punished when he didn't do anything wrong and i hope that there are many more whistleblowers like him i've got to think a lot of FBI agents are, are very are. distressed yeah well good um he's the Irvine, first thank you. of many
3: yeah thank you for thank your you.
1: reporting Wow. Fantastic. Crazy, huh? Fantastic news. This reminds yeah. me of a conversation I was having with uh, somebody on Tuesday mm-hmm. and uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to name them and nothing against them. They're a great person, but they're talking about a friend of theirs. They may be listening. They're talking about a friend of theirs who works in the medical industry who, and I could be getting maybe some of this wrong. Mm-hmm. I believe they worked in the medical industry and didn't agree with what's going on, but, um, doesn't want to risk losing their job and jeopardizing their family's um paychecks right yeah and um i commend people like uh steve steve friend who we just heard about who go out there and they put it all out there and um stand up for what is right because I think if everybody just did that, it would be over and it's like ripping a bandaid off. Right. But it's kind of an extended thing because a lot of people are, Oh, I don't want to get uncomfortable. I don't know. You know, I don't want, um, my kids to go hungry or myself, or I don't want my wife to leave me if I lose my job or whatever. And it gets harder when you have more responsibilities and families to make these decisions. And I don't know if I would be able to uh, do the things that I did over the last few years, if I had people relying on me. Right. But because it's just me, I take a lot of risks and I lost my job by speaking up and just saying, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that, whatever. It's more complicated than that. But I think it's very um, brave and selfless and important that people stand up and say something when things are a hundred percent immoral wrong and uh, well yeah
2: at the end of the day if you don't have your morals and you can't stand on your morals what do you really have
1: right and you know I like to imagine that I wouldn't go along with it even if I did have things um, at risk or things um, more risk than I do because I don't know if I could live with myself. Um,
2: It was one of the things that we talked about. You know, I have a husband and a child and my family is a single income family. I'm a stay at home mom. And so it's, it's my husband. That's it. That's what we got. And when he, you know, when the whole mask mandate thing came out, And he was like, if I have to wear one all the time, he did occasionally wear one um, in certain places. It was a small sacrifice for him to make because he wasn't required to wear it all day, every day. It was for short periods of time. And that was a compromise that he was willing to make. He's like, if I have to wear this thing all the time, I'm not doing it. He's like, if they require the vaccine, he's like, forget it, I'm done. He's like, I will not, he goes, I will quit my job. And it's one of the things that we talked about. And I was 100% supportive
1: of that. Yeah, but you it's, know? it's scary, the uncertainty, but you got to weigh your – got to weigh it out. Um, yeah. So props to all the people out there who stood up. I know a lot of people are going through just hugely tumultuous times, just put through the ringer over the last couple of years, and uh, our hearts are with you, and, uh, you know, we got to keep on pushing,
2: yep. fighting the good For fight
1: sure. the best way we can. You know yeah. – Somebody, one of my friends told me years ago, uh, and it always stuck with me. It's very simple. It's very, maybe kind of even rudimentary. But one of the things he would always say, like every day, uh, was uh, if you do the right thing, you can't go wrong. He was a veteran and all this. And he would always just say that if you do the right thing, you can't go wrong. And uh, that really stuck with me over the years. I think it's a good motto.
2: Well, and you know, if there were more of us that stood up and did the right thing, we wouldn't be in this position. You know, if there were enough Americans that would have said no to this mask mandate, that would have just not blindly followed what they were told, this whole thing would have been over a long time ago. If there would have been more people that said, no, we're going to quit our jobs. As soon as companies don't have enough employees to even open their doors, what do you think they're going to do? But when the majority of them are like, okay, stick it in my arm
1: yeah you oh, know it's then, just temporary oh this or whatever
2: exactly if but if we would have had yeah like somebody said more lions and less sheep yeah then this whole thing would have been over we would have already won this and we wouldn't be dealing with this now but people are too afraid they're afraid of a little bit of discomfort to gain the freedoms that they truly deserve to have Yeah, and in turn it affects all of us
1: yeah. And, you know, I don't want to be on my deathbed and say, wow, I really w- wish I wasn't such a pussy coward in mm-hmm. 2020, 2021. You know, yeah. I don't want to be a fu- I don't want to think of myself or people to look at me and be like, oh, he's a coward. He didn't stand up for yeah. what is right.
2: Right. Um, I had a conversation with somebody and he's like, I'm not going to throw away my career of 30 years. He's like, when I'm, you know, three or four or five years away from retirement, just because of this jab, he's like, Mm -hmm. they're forcing me to take it to keep my job. And he's like, I'm not going to throw my entire career away. He's like, I'm too old to start something new. Yeah, And I was like, and so here's what I told him. I said, do you realize that by sacrificing your own freedoms and your own free will, that Mm -hmm. you're also sacrificing mine? Mm. Most people don't realize this. They don't realize that by by being willing to throw away their own freedoms, that they're also willing to throw away mine. Yeah. So, you know, that's something that, that you know, more people need to think about and bring attention to. And it's not just your own freedoms.
1: Yeah. It's really, we talk about this stuff and I, I realize it could sound harsh and maybe a little bit um, selfish, but... Um, I try to put myself in these people's shoes. What if I was retiring next year? Would I, you know, just bite the bullet and just make a sacrifice and maybe work until the day I die? Or would I just sacrifice everyone's rights and go along with the sheep? You know, it's really, I don't know, but I'd like to think I'd do the right thing. But, uh, I definitely
2: would. I would sacrifice it all.
1: I think I would too. I really don't give a shit. I, I don't because
2: care. at the end of the day, you know, for me anyway, I've got a child and I try to, I'm, I'm not the world's greatest mom. So, you know, but come on. <laughs> I have my faults, but <laughs> I love him with everything I've got and I try to be the best mom that I can be. And I try to lead by example and I try to teach by example. I, I'm not one of those do as I say, not as I do kind of parents. You know, if I expect my child to behave a certain way, then, you know, I should do the same thing. If I tell him, you need to be nice to these people and you need to take the high road. And if somebody says something mean, you need, you know, then I must also do the same thing. Okay. Because I am not a hypocrite and I'm not going to go back on what I'm teaching, you know. I'm not going to say, well, it's okay for me to do it, but it's not okay for you to do it. That's just not how I function
1: yeah well that put us off on a tangent do the right thing people see something say something.
2: <laughs> exactly <That's okay. laughs>
1: i think it's really important y'all i'm serious
2: it, it really is you know if more of us did the right thing then we wouldn't yeah. be in this
1: situation and, you know be confident in what you know a lot of you are so very educated if you're confronted with bullshit then you could fight off Pull that bullshit out. with facts so easily. And that's essentially what I did. It did, you know, whatever. They did get the, they did win at the end of the day for now. But um, whatever, it's like, do the right thing. And uh, yeah. if you guys have any stories relating to what we're talking about, share them with us over on uh, the Social Red Pill or even privately. Mm-hmm. You don't got to put yourself out there. You could join anonymously to jo- join the Social Red Pill, guys. Come on. yep well we still have plenty
2: of of news
1: many of you are over there and I'm preaching to the choir so I do
2: appreciate it they're like I already have joined
1: All right. We do. Do we have quite a bit more? Is there something you want to jump around a little bit or do you want to just continue? Yeah, we
2: can jump around. There's some of them are just headliners
1: okay, let's, that go I ahead. put in
2: just to bring attention to them. Let's go. Uh, one is the House passes legislation changing electoral vote counting process for presidential elections. Here are the nine Republicans who voted with Democrats Are all of your normal ones, Lisa Murkowski and Adam Kizinger and Liz Cheney and, you know, those ones. Um, yeah, so, so them out. Yeah. I'm trying to find
1: the list. Exactly.
2: It's up towards the topic. Oh, here we are. Yeah. So, again, the usual... The usual.
1: Yeah, Josh mentioned this last night, too, but it's definitely worth another mention. Um, Liz Cheney, Adam Kissinger, Pete Mayer, Gonzalez of Ohio, Jacobs, New York, Herrera, Butler, Catco, Rice, South Carolina, and Upton are all rhinos, rhino Mm -hmm. alert, vote them out.
2: Yeah. So they just want to, this is just more federalization of our votes. And this is something that is illegal and should be left to the states and how they're getting away with this, I don't even know. Um, But then to move on, the appeals court rules that the DOJ can regain access to the Trump raid documents. Mm. So hopefully... I'm assuming that Trump's attorneys will be filing an appeal to this appeal and go from there. But they apparently want to regain access to roughly a hundred documents. But Donald Trump is also saying that he believes that they took his will while in Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. I was just like, seriously, that's yeah. uh, It's bad. But that's the state that, you know, of the country that we live in right now is, it, it's basically Obama judges versus Trump judges or conservative judges put in by other presidents. But it's just going to keep going back and forth.
1: Trump declassed a lot in 2020 around this time.
2: He did. Yeah. And I think he knew, I think he knew that the he had to have known the election was going to be stolen. And it's probably a good reason why he did what he did. Just and you know, honestly, in the government that we have, I understand that there's some need for confidentiality and classified material. But there's so much of the stuff that's classified that really should be um, transparent to the American people because it affects our lives. Yeah, they 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 keep this stuff classified. Not because it's a matter of national security, but simply because they don't want the American people to know what they're really doing. Yeah, national
1: security to them is not the same national security to us. We are the kings and queens of this country, and we control what happens, but they don't understand that. They think that their positions are – if their position is in jeopardy, then that's national security to them because they are tyrants. But the way this operates is we're in charge, all right? Boom. And I want to talk a little bit about school. Homeschool. Education. Take care of
2: the whole problem. Homeschool.
1: I know. I've been tweeting it every day. Homeschool, 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 homeschool.
2: I don't know how people can put their kids in public school,
1: honestly. It's it's crazy. So this is Ashley Bulmer.
3: Teachers need to be allowed to teach. I'm a parent, and I'm sorry to all you parents out there, but you do not get a say in your child's
2: teacher's lesson plans.
3: I spent thousands of dollars on a degree and my educator's license, and I would be gosh darned if parents tried to tell me how to write my lesson plans
2: that I literally went to school to learn how to write. You know, if a parent wants to have that much say in
3: their kid's education, then you know what? You probably need to homeschool them.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: She's not wrong.
1: And then- <laughs> the last part's right. I yeah. paid for my education and I write a lot of lesson plans.
2: Uh... Okay, and guess who <laughs> pays your wages, lady? The taxpayers of the United States pay your wages.
1: If you're somebody who can't. Uh, or hasn't made the decision to homeschool and you are dealing with the public education system, just know that you absolutely do have the right in what your child learns, sees, and experiences in public school. And if you don't yep. agree with it, get them the hell out of there and, you know, move shuffle your life around however you need to to uh, homeschool and get together with your community and make some friends and...
2: Uh, and you know what? There are people on the social red pill, besides myself, who homeschool. And any mm-hmm. one of us this is the great thing about the homeschool community is that we are always willing and able to educate about homeschooling. Um, most homeschool families get really excited when they hear about somebody that wants to homeschool, you know, that yeah. wants to take their kids out of the public school. I know I do. When someone tells me that they, they're like, Hey, can I talk to you about homeschool? Like how does mm-hmm. this work for, for yeah, me? Great. I am super excited about yeah. it.
1: What lesson plans do you recommend? What are some better, like maybe some more affordable lesson plans or books or, you know, what, how are you teaching Here's this? How are you teaching that? It's all stuff that mm-hmm. a lot of people would love to talk about. I don't even have kids. I don't homeschool. I'm a big proponent of homeschooling because it saved my education and got me out of high school and stuff. But I find this very important because the kids are the future. All right. I don't want to be an old man living in Wonderland. I want to be an old man living in paradise. And um, it depends on the people who are in school now in order to have a great future for them and for us, right?
2: Well, and one so one of the biggest things that I run into with parents <clears throat> is they're like, "Well, my kid needs to be socialized."
1: Oh, that's it's just a true, right? that's a written, so it's, it,
2: it's a cop out, in my opinion. I no offense to any parents out there that have you know gone down this, but socialization is important for children. I understand that. And but, this comes with a but. First off, I prioritize my child's education and his knowledge over socialization. And that is the most important thing to me. It's his education. I want to give him a quality education. But his social,
1: his social nature isn't thwarted at all.
2: No, Because he has um, lots of friends. He gets to play with kids all the time, just about every day of the week. Um, And he's a very social person. But, so as a parent, if you really care about your child's education, which most parents do, um, you're gonna find ways of making sure that your child meets their social needs. And some children are more introverted than others. Mine happens to be very extroverted. I was homeschooled for about a year and a half. I'm a very introverted person. Like, I didn't need a whole lot of friends. I didn't want a whole lot of friends. And I was perfectly fine being homeschooled. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I begged my parents not to put me back in public school for high school because I didn't want to go. Yeah. Um, But my child, he loves being around other kids. He loves playing. And so during the day, we do school. So after I get done here, we will start our school day. He will finish his school day in time for his friends to get out of school. He goes to the park, he plays with them, he hangs out at their house. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get him in karate. There you he go. Uh, if we start doing rabbits, he'll probably will probably get him into 4 H. Like there's plenty of opportunities for him totally. to be a kid and be social. And it affects his edu- and I know that I'm giving him a better education than he's gonna get down at the public school.
1: Yeah, he's learning how to learn. It's awesome.
2: Yeah. Anyway, sorry, my
1: soapbox, I'm done. No, your soapbox is so important. (laughs) I I encourage it. And, you know, I don't want to just be negative because we see these videos of these insane uh, teachers almost every day. If you guys follow me on Twitter, I retweet them and stuff. And uh, that was by Libs of TikTok. And they post these constantly. And it's frightening. There's a lot of these teachers who brag about teaching um just these insane ideas that people don't necessarily want their kids to learn like about gay sex and about just these sick things um but we have some good news on
2: this front and I just want to give a shout out to all of the teachers out there that are really good teachers because I don't want yeah. to take away from the fact that oh, yeah. we do have really good teachers in our school systems. Too, Absolutely, that great really point. care about our children and really care about their education and love what they do and how ha- and they're not looking to indoctrinate other people's children.
1: Yeah, and well,
2: I, a shout out to you guys for hanging in
1: there through that, all of this garbage. That's a great point, and I think going back to the video we just watched where she's like, I paid for my education and I make the lessons, plan list lesson plans. I could see where she's coming from. It, I don't
2: make a lesson plan.
1: Well, I'm just saying you don't need teachers, a
2: lesson plan. Teachers,
1: teachers go, teachers do a lot of work and a lot of, they have a lot of out of pocket expenses and they're pretty much shit on by society. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: and the teachers out there that are doing well and really care and, um, you know, uh, Props to you and our hearts go out to you. and yeah. Good good work. Good job. But look at this. These people that are coming out and they're bragging about so this New York teacher who bragged about sneaking political agenda into the classroom and demonized white students is no longer employed by Trinity School. Womp, womp. And this looks like
2: a private school. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: I don't know if it's a private school. Um,
2: it's because it's yeah, President of the Board of Trustees. Yeah, it's a private school. Yeah. It's like a private Catholic school, if I had to guess.
1: Ah. Uh, well, that's good news, though.
2: Yeah. So Get rid of these people.
1: Proof that people have a say in what their children learn. So... Uh, Pay attention to what's going on at your schools. I know there are ways to do a little bit of research. I don't have it at my fingertips. Maybe one day we'll go out there and share this kind of stuff. But you could request all the things that your student is learning at the school. And um, I recommend doing that. And being vocal, getting involved in your community, uh, and making things the best way you can. All right, moving on. I'm going to skip this here, and did you see that um, the insider paper this morning said that Donald Trump could be allowed back on Facebook in time for the election season, according to Meta Executive, which is Facebook executives, and I am waiting to see if Trump's going to respond. I don't think Trump cares to go back on Facebook. He has truth. Yeah.
2: I don't think he. I don't think he will. I think that there is enough people that are on Truth now. Uh, he's already said that he's not interested in going back on Twitter, <clears throat> and Twitter was a bigger platform for him than Facebook was. So, I really think this is kind of a
1: nothing story. Yeah, ever. I found it odd. Maybe it subscribe. is kind of odd
2: that they're they're doing that, right? Because I think Twitter just did the same thing. Hmm. Said that they they would consider bringing Trump back on t- Twitter. Right? but
1: who knows damage is already done
2: yeah exactly
1: and let's <laughs> see we have this stuff going on in iran uh, yeah with uh if you guys haven't heard josh briefly covered it last night where a young woman was beaten by ironically the morality police and passed away in the hospital for not wearing her hijab properly or at all i don't know the exact story and um this caused a major uproar in protests across Iran. They are attacking the morality police. They are is just doing these massive riots. And it's yep. going on day six now. Um Rights Group says that Iran protests could start be the start of a big change. Um with these kinds of things. Uh yeah, change usually does come about, but uh we'll see what happens. Um with that, the U S came in and sanctioned the Iran morality police because of this situation. Interesting. And you know,
2: the only thing that sanctions do are harass though. So what really, what good does it do?
1: I think it's interesting. I, you know, people are looking at this like, good, you know, stand up, get your rights good for the people. But it's not just that. In my opinion, I see it more like, especially with the U S jumping in, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Is there an agenda? But I think, um, with the destabilization, it's not just an opportunity for the people to get what they need, but it's an opportunity for other things to happen as well. So it could Absolutely. go either way. Yeah. But this was cool. I saw uh, in relation to this, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to read this yet, but it was kind of hilarious. Amidpour says, Iran president interview scrapped over headscarf demand. Veteran journalist Christine Amanpour said Thursday that an interview with Iranian President, Ebrahim uh, Rossi Rass- was scrapped after he insisted she wear a headscarf, the focus of a major protest in the cleric-run state. Amanpour, the chief international anchor of CNN, who was also who also has a show on U.S. public broadcasters PBS, said she was ready for the interview Wednesday on the sidelines of the U.N. General Assembly when an inside when uh when an aide insisted she cover her hair. Quote, I politely, I politely decline. We are in New York where there is no law or tradition re- regarding headscarves. An Ampour, who was born in Britain to an Iranian father, wrote on Twitter. I pointed out that no previous Iranian president has required this and I, when I have interviewed them outside Iran, she said. I said that I couldn't agree to this unpre- unprecedented and unexpected condition. She posted a picture of herself without a headscarf sitting in front of an empty chair where Racy would have been. So funny. So that's funny.
2: hilarious. And good for her. You know, I mean, she works for CNN, which boo, but you know, good for her because she's absolutely right. There's no law in the United States that says she has to wear one. And now, if she was in Iran, I would assume, and she was interviewing him, I'm assuming that she would have followed the law and put the headscarf on because it's required there. But it's not required here. So. Yeah. Good for you, CNN news person. You should go to work for a legitimate news station. But whatever. Yeah, and I'm gonna.
1: That's <laughs> pretty much okay. out of time for the day.
2: Yeah, there's a you know two things that I found interesting that I just <laughs> want to kind of go over real quickly. Yeah. Uh, Soil and green. California legalizes composting of humans, so they join Oregon, Washington, and. One other state, I can't remember what it is. I want to say Utah, but I don't think that's right. Maybe Colorado or one of those other states. But they're allowing for the composting of humans. I will just say this. In, in my journey of learning, I have learned that when it comes to composting, as far as for to create compost for your garden, you don't want to use animal products or anything that's cooked like... If you cook b- broccoli, you know, um, and then you drizzle butter all over it and then you don't eat it, you don't want to put that in your compost because it's got animal fats in it. Mm. Um, so, you know, pure raw vegetables, you know, the ends of the celery or your carrot tops or whatever, um, food waste that's organic and not an animal byproduct. Yeah. So composting humans is animal. People are human. Humans are animals. Uh, you don't want to use that. So, the amount of toxins that can be released into the soil by doing this, not to mention the fact that our bodies are loaded with pharmaceuticals for most people. Yeah, and that's going into your soil, which is going to leach into your drinking water. I see this as a disaster. You know, um, if people ate like they were supposed to. Um, and, and granted, this has kind of gone on for like millions of years, right? Of Before modern day burial practices. You know, a thousand years ago, they didn't have the things that they have. They just buried people in the ground. They composted right there. So, but today's industrialized world, make people are different than they were. People aren't eating healthy, organic foods anymore like they were a thousand years ago. And so... It's a terrible idea. It's really a terrible idea, (laughs) and it's all in the name of climate change because apparently cremating people causes too much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Oh, I don't know. And just for your last little piece of you know nutrition advice, the White House nutrition advisor claims that Lucky Charms are healthier than chicken. So what? Your Lucky Charms?
1: No, that's just they have marshmallows.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I did. And you three. seriously can't make this shit up. You seriously cannot make it
1: up. I mean, this is better. how dumb we are. You're better off not eating than eating Lucky Charms. Anyway. Oh, yeah, boy.
2: Honey Nut Cheerios are better than ground beef.
1: No. What are they doing? Oh, it has a little bit of this vitamin in it, so it's better? Get out of here. Fake news. Oh, Laura. It's so dumb. So dumb. Oh yo, yo yo
2: yo yo. They're trying to get you away from meats and animal products. I love
1: is what to do. You know, when I eat, I had venison for my first time last week. It was really awesome. Uh, oh really? Yeah. For the first time. Yeah.
2: Congratulations.
1: And I tell you, when I eat, not. Just that. But when I eat beef or chicken and just like have a really hearty protein meal, I have so much damn energy and I feel so great and just like with vegetables and stuff. Like if I'm eating meat and vegetables, it's over. I'm in a good mood. I feel great. I'm energized. If I eat crap, lucky charms, if I eat, you know, sugar stuff and
2: crap You feel and heavy chemicals, and dry?
1: Yeah. I you know, I wanna take a nap, my knee starts to hurt weird and I am groggy all this. So it's like, dude, the food situation is terrible in the world, especially the U S anyway. So
2: Uh, don't believe any of this stuff.
1: No, don't. Do you have any final uh, words for the wonderful red pill family as we come to a close here on this beautiful morning?
2: You know, I I think we just need to get back to a more natural way of living and a more natural way of living within society. I really think that, and it's going to be, and I think we're going to get the opportunity to do that. It's scary, but it can also be wonderful at the same time. Let's get back to a more natural way of living and and not be so ingrained in this culture that we have now where everything is rush, 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 rush. Um, You look at most American families. How many times do you go out to dinner and you see families sitting there and are all doing this? And so talking to one of no, I hate
1: that. That's one of my pet peeves. You
2: know. So, you know, and there's hundreds of millions of examples that I could give, but I just, we need to get back to a more simple, more natural way of living. And that's what I'm trying to do in my family. Um, and that's why I'm looking into the things that I'm looking into. And I'm learning about composting and we've got, you know, we're learning about butchering rabbits and we're learning about gardening and we're doing all these things that create a healthier lifestyle because I'm serious about, what I said the other day, and that was, I want to get away from going to the grocery store and buying stuff other yeah. than simple things like maybe like flour, which I'm, let's face it, I'm not going to make my own flour.
1: No. And the way that this operates is like when it comes to the prepping community in this Not one individual can do everything. You can't, you know, do all of your canning of every single type of thing and device across every single food group and vitamin that you need and creating flour and all these complex processes, making your own clothing and all this. How this works is communities come together to provide that stuff. You know, oh, Andrea knows how to sew and knit and this kind of thing. She'll make the clothes. And when she gives the clothes to Henry, Henry's going to give her some meat. Or Henry's yeah. going to give her some canned whatever, right? So the whole community comes together. One person can't do it all. So I totally hear where you're coming from. But learning as much as you can, especially when we approach this, this what appears to be a very dark winter ahead of us, is very important, you guys.
2: Yeah, knowledge Sorry, is
1: power. I went on a tangent through your tangent.
2: I... Okay. <laughs> we, went, we went a little bit over. Yay, That's bonus!
1: It's okay. <laughs> all good. Uh, you guys, thank you for coming in, tuning in once again to Morning coffee. We'll be back at the same bat place, same bat time, tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Pacific with the Friday Funnies edition of Morning Coffee. But before hey. that, Joshua Reed is going to be going live tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. And so tune into that everywhere you're watching this. You could watch him. Uh, if you guys didn't know... You could download his podcast, this podcast and others that we, uh, uh the dark to light show on wherever you can get your podcast. So Podbean, Spotify, different various apps out there, just search for the red pill project and you could listen to these things on the go. So, uh, check it out. Anyway, <laughs> see you guys soon. Take care. Godspeed.
2: Hi guys.